Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock, and this is the Inner Edge podcast, where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high-performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress, and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way, and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there, Uh, welcome to another episode, and this one uh, is called When You Lose Your Way. Um, Now, I think everybody loses their way. I I think not everybody would admit it, um, but definitely I think it's part of the human condition, Uh, although I I do believe that a large amount of it is unnecessary, and I think a huge amount of feeling like you've lost your way is very much uh, mental, It's, it's inner, and I think it can be reduced. Um, but, uh, you know, if you think about an adventurer or an explorer, you know, if I think about, say, for example, and this is obviously me guessing because I wasn't there, but if I was on one of the boats with Christopher Columbus when he was going out to explore and trying to find the Americas, um, I think we'd all assume that at various points we probably would lose our way. We would encounter obstacles we hadn't expected. We would feel lost at times. Um, but I think... You know, the, the main thing in that kind of context is that you don't flip out when it happens. I mean, it, it would be unrealistic to assume that you wouldn't. And so why would it be any different if you're an adventurer or an explorer in business or in life? I think maybe the only people who don't feel that they feel that they lose the way are people who just play it really, really safe. And so everything is predictable, controllable. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's living. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast you're probably in that vein i would think because you're curious i'm guessing you're open to exploring so i think it's part of the human condition and i think we can kind of we can all get caught up with it and that's what i want to explore a little bit today now for me there are two main types of losing your way the first one is when you feel like you've lost your way thinking okay I, i i definitely feel lost i'm i'm not sure which way to go maybe that affects my confidence so that's the first one. And the second one is um, a little bit more sometimes difficult for the person to pick out, but it's when you get cut up with your ego and you lose your way and you don't realize it. Um, and that can be more damaging perhaps um, in, in a different type of way. And I'm going to just uh, share a few thoughts about both of those. I mean, I, and I think losing your way could be in the context of you. The obvious one is in you in terms of maybe your career, your business, um, but also it can come into things like your relationships um your personal life what's it all for is this it and i think because again this is the inner edge you know for me the the mind has all of these expectations built into it most of them unconscious for us and you know kind of very often we will listen to the mind without realizing around well this is the way my life should be this is kind of what should be happening and then if that doesn't happen that can throw the, the mind into turmoil, which is generally the start of losing your way. Because really, you know, if you're feeling like you've lost your way, there is a direct cause and effect link between feeling and thinking. So it means you're thinking you've lost your way. But what would happen if you dropped it? Hmm. Interesting. And then also I would say, I'll throw it out, is that I do think we should also consider the heart and the gut. Because if you're locked up in your head all the time, you will most likely lose your way. And, you, and you'll lose a sense of connection um, to, to maybe the deeper parts of yourself, maybe the deeper part of life. Um, and even if we're looking at science, I mean, science in the last decade has proven that there are neurons now in your heart and a, 
a huge amount of neurons also in your gut and your stomach lining. So your intelligence is, is communicating with you in different parts of your body. Now, I think my own guess in the next decade, they'll, they'll show that there's neurons all over the body is my own personal guess, but I can't prove that right now. But anyway, so I, I was listening to um, an interview recently on another podcast with the principal of Mercedes Formula One team, Toto Wolf, a German entrepreneur. And he has been the kind of the architect behind their incredible success over the last seven, eight years. I mean, obviously, Lewis Hamilton is a supreme talent. Um, but, you know, talent is, isn't everything. So it's not going to always guarantee you that you're going to achieve success. But he has been the guy that has brought in, stabilized the business machine. And either way, the track records, their track record, ironically, speaks for itself. So I think they've won the Formula One um, position there the last seven years and already this year in 2021 are out of the traps and going well but what was interesting was and i loved the fact that he was this guy is very successful business person now very successful in the sports world in formula one and prioritizes family massively into the inner game of business and life and that's uh, what he was talking about but also what i loved about him was that he was very vulnerable and he shared with the interviewers that he um in the in the when they were winning in the seventh year that he actually felt like he completely lost his way and he was very reliant on the team around him to kind of almost carry him along which i thought was interesting and in a way from my point of view in terms of my own work that wouldn't necessarily surprise me because what you'll find is that this he had set at this stall as a vision for almost like the seven years um as a as a massive massive goal and then you, you, when you get there it's like oh, oh okay okay now we're there so is this it and now what and it's funny because most people don't realize that their mind is so focused on achieving the goal that when you get there, and if you're if you're somebody here who has achieved certain things that at one point you thought oh, it'll be great when I get there, when you get there, that buzz doesn't last that long. It's a bit like buying a new car. You know, you you drive it out of the garage and maybe you get the buzz for a few weeks, but after that it kind of goes away. And people don't realize that the, the mind, like where their attention goes in particular, like their attention is occupied and getting to the top of the mountain, whatever that represents to them. And then they get there and now it's gone. And they don't realize that that attention, if it doesn't have somewhere to go like it used to, then it'll very often turn in on itself. And I think this is why you're going to hear increasingly more and more, I believe, that reflection, when you get into that kind of mode, reflection, where you stop, pause, you, you consider, you you reflect on where you are, what's important to you, your values, just who you are, because it's always changing. Like the, as I've said to somebody recently, like who you are today is not who you were a year ago. So why, if that's the case, then why would you have the same goals? And reflection is an incredibly powerful tool. I think it's worth building in that space as you go along to avoid these big times when you can really lose your way. And and he said he you know he was he was very down. And this is kind of what happens. And I've seen this so many times. I, the story that came to mind when I was thinking about this episode was with a, a woman entrepreneur that I did some work with. And she had sold her business for a lot of money. And when we first met, you know, it took her a while to admit that really the issue was she had lost her sense of purpose. She kind of got to the top of the mountain from her point of view, had made a lot of money. But it wasn't in her words quite what I thought it was going to be. And now she had lost her purpose. She had lost her way. But I think as we went through that, you know, she started to realize that it was the business goal, getting that exit was what had brought her into the flow, what had given her a lot of purpose, and then it's taken away. So why wouldn't that sense of flow go away? But the reality is in my world is that that, that flow is, is when you're not overly 
thinking. You're not allowing yourself to get distracted with your inner thoughts. Most people think that, well, I need to find a new goal. And when I find that new goal, then I'll be fine. And that's partly true, but it's kind of missing the the real opportunity of understanding that actually, it, you know, your ability to kind of be in the moment, actually be present and not get caught up with thought is actually what allows you more and more to go into the flow, which, which means you can do, you can be going into the flow doing anything, like washing the dishes. And, and as I'm going on along in my life, um, that's what I'm seeing more and more, that I'm having more and more time in the flow doing things that previously I would have thought would just be boring. Um, and then I'm thinking of another uh, entrepreneur now that, you know, he, he he would have said to me a while back that, well, look, if he had a kind of a difficult circumstance going back through the crash and said, well, if, I, if this hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be like this in terms of he was in as a negative. But they're actually better because of that difficult time, because they lost their way. They were forced to dig deep. And a lot of the time people will look back and have regret over what they were called unfortunate circumstances or difficult circumstances. They could be quite severe in many contexts. But most people, I think, when they're calm and reflect, they'll probably always go look back and say, well, actually, if that hadn't happened, well, then I wouldn't be like this and this wouldn't have happened. So is losing your way really losing your way? Or is it perhaps life's way sometimes of helping yourself correct or helping you get stronger or helping you see something you hadn't seen before? So going on to type two then is, you know, where you lose your way because of your ego and there's many different examples here that come to mind for me but maybe the, the 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 most the simplest one would be around where success you know when you become successful or achieve something that at one point you thought was impossible and now you've achieved some level of success could be making a lot of money winning an award growing a business where now you're the top dog man or woman but then your success also can become this this blind spot that you, you actually start to kind of think, well, nothing could go wrong as I know, like you're surrounded by people who just say yes to you all the time. And I think uh, <laughs> just to kind of put myself under the microscope here, we'll see if this analogy holds up. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of hiking. I love hiking. I live in Wicklow in Ireland and very close to about 25 minutes from Glendlock, which is a massive uh, part of a national, massive national park, beautiful scenery, um, beautiful hills and hiking area. And for me, that's where I would go to just reconnect, reflect, just recharge the batteries, just get out of my head and just go into life. And uh, I remember a, a colleague of mine said to me, you know, because sometimes I'll take clients up there for a walk, either one-to-one -one or sometimes in a group. And he said to me, he said, you know, you really need to kind of probably do a, a hiking course. And I said, what? A hiking course? Why would I bother with that? And he said, uh, well, just, you know, make sure that if you got lost or something happened, that you'd have the skills to kind of make sure that because you're the leader when and people are relying on you. And I said, that's ridiculous. So how much skills do you need for hiking? Well, anyway, fast forward a few months. There I am by myself on a kind of a wettish day going up for a hike. I went up and decided to go off piste. So off a beaten track, open area I hadn't been before. And of course, very quickly out of nowhere, this fog came in. And I had lost my way. And the, the fog was incredibly thick. It was like one of these things that you'd maybe seen a movie or you'd hear about anecdotally. And there I was in the middle of it. It had happened to me. I'd lost my own way. I was on my own. So I remember talking to uh, somebody who had said, like, when you're in that kind of situation, probably the most important thing is just to stop walking. Because I remember hearing stories of people who had literally walked off the side of a cliff uh, <laughs> because they were in heavy fog. I hadn't realized where they were going. They got completely dis disoriented. 
And that was happening to me. It was hilarious. I'm very good um, at spatial awareness and direction, but I had no clue where I was. I'd completely lost my way. And um, so I stopped and I, I sat down and luckily I had um, the right kind of supplies in me. So I said, you know, just wait this out. And maybe after about an hour, my mind was playing tricks saying, oh, this could be down for the, for the night. What's going to happen then? But I still held off. And then luckily enough for me, uh, this couple was coming down the hill I was walking up. And, um, and they, I think, copped what was happening. And uh, <laughs> actually, the guy got really annoyed at me probably overly annoyed me he was right to get annoyed because he was saying like i'm the kind of guy that uh, at the time who you know mountain rescue would have to come out and rescue which eh, was not necessarily untrue but he literally flipped out his wife had to calm him down so anyway <laughs> after we all capped down uh i i followed them down the mountain because they knew where they were going and they had a map and they had a compass and um when we got to the bottom you know um, i remember thinking to myself okay my friend was right i, I have to eat on humble pie here just because I've walked hills and thought there was no skill attached, I've just got caught out and I need to learn the lesson. So I went off uh, a couple of months later and I got I went on this weekend hiking course and it was fantastic. And it opened my eyes to a whole world I didn't know exist yet again. Craddock had to eat humble pie and realized, oh my God, I remember it was, it was a bit like learning about the mind or the inner game. He realized, oh, there's all these different things here. So I learned how to read a compass. I learned how to, you know, so not read a, read a, read a map. I used, learned how to use a compass. And then we went out and we navigated. It was 10% theoretical, 90% out in the field. And it was brilliant. And the second day that we had massive fog and the guy, the, the instructor said, like, this wouldn't be normal for level this level, but we have fog, so we're going to use it to our advantage. And so we learned how to navigate through fog. And that was incredible. Um, and, you know, part of what I learned was, yeah, there's the terrain in reality, there's the, there's the map, and then there's the compass, but you also have to use your eyes. And... Uh, sometimes you're gut, but it, it, it's you, you take things slowly and you you learn how to navigate through the fog, navigate through uncertainty. And when you have lost your way in life or in business, sometimes that's what you have to do. And the inner skills, I think, are where you have to rely on there. And and the the equivalent maybe of the of the map and the compass. Um, I think your compass is your intuition or gut, and that works better when your mind is clear. That's why things like calming your mind down you know, through breathing or whatever works for you or just allowing your head out of technology and being having a busy mind is bad for business and it's really bad for life and it's very bad for navigating through uncertainty or when you lose your way. And so personally for me now, when that happens, because it, it does happen um, periodically at different times for different reasons, I, I slow down deliberately. Sometimes I might step away from people, um, even my family for a little bit, just to kind of listen, to listen and tune into myself, my gut, like, what, what is my gut? What is my heart telling me? Um, and I think most people are just too busy to realize that that they are lost even. They're just walking around the f in the fog thinking, oh, not even having a clue that they're lost. So here's a question for you then. Um, and I've been slagged off recently by somebody who listens to this podcast recently, but like that, I'm a big fan of the questions. And yes, I am a big fan of the questions. <laughs> and they're going to continue. Um so, but what if where you are now isn't wrong? What if, you know, you might be thinking, listen to this thing, well, I feel like I'm a bit lost at the moment, but maybe tune into what your mind is saying about it. But what if, what if you're, you're, you're exactly where you're meant to be? Maybe there's something for you to learn that's new. Maybe there's a new skill, a new direction. Um, or wait, what if something new is waiting to come in? You know, what if there's a new vision for you? Are you allowing yourself space for that vision to come in? Not to get it, but for allowing for it to come in. Or, or what if you need to leave an old part of you behind? 
What if you need to leave behind limitations on your business and your life or a way of doing things or even within your relationships? And again, go back to Mr. Columbus. Um, like adventurers and explorers in life and business always lose their way. That's part of the process. And the key thing is not to let it freak you out too much. You know, it's okay to get to get flipped out occasionally because that's what will happen, but not to, to throw yourself completely so it affects your confidence or you get too cloudy. So I think if you feel lost, maybe look at it as feedback, both in terms of your mind being too busy or, or listening to what your mind is saying, but also maybe your gut or your heart trying to tell you something. Because losing your way, while it can be uncomfortable, it could be the start of something really, really interesting, really exciting. And very often when you lose your way, sometimes it's the start of learning new skills, like me learning the skills of, of hiking. Because I think when you when you kind of learn, especially the inner skills of business and life, um, which are all hardwired into us to a degree, um, but then even if fog or whenever fog comes in, you, you tend to not flip out as much. You tend to kind of calm yourself down and say, that's okay, that's okay. We're going to kind of navigate through this, take our time, and just make sure that the ego isn't in the way as well. Proof for thought. Bye.